All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And please help me not only welcome this guest to the show, but welcome this guest back onto our screens because she'll be making her highly anticipated return on October 25th. Miss Big T, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm really good, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast. It's the first one in a long time that I've done, so <laughs> it's exciting. That's probably a good starting point then. Did you ever expect like this soon, post-retirement initially, that, we would, that you'd be making a return to television? No, I really didn't. And um, I guess, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I just really missed being on TV and the challenge especially. So I had to come back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you find anything about yourself maybe while your time was away? A hundred percent, actually. I realized like how much the, the challenge in particular has like impacted my life because, you know, going into my first season, I wasn't that competitive of a person. Now I'm really competitive. So like when I was at cooking school, I was like competing against everyone, wanting to be the first one to finish my dishes and everyone was like, what's up with her? <laughs> <laughs> so that's something I definitely learned about myself. I also learned that like, I'm, I'm quite good under pressure. Again, that was something else that I learned uh, from cooking school, and yeah, and you know, I just also learned that you know, media, TV, something that I love is a space that I thrive in and I'm happy in, and you know, there's always going to be a part of me that wants to go back to that environment. How was maybe your personality before going on to TV? Like, were you more reserved, and TV made you more outgoing, <laughs> or the opposite? Probably the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows me would probably say TV's definitely calmed me down. I've always been very like eccentric, um, extroverted, bubbly, chatty. Um, yeah, no, what you see of me on television is what you'll see of me at home, but I'm probably more calm on TV, less hyper. <laughs> I think a lot of people are able to relate to you, though, because, you know, it's a it's a change of pace seeing somebody that, like, maybe is level-headed, you know, like, not getting into, like, all these different <laughs> fights, seemingly. Um, you know, I'll have to see when the show comes out. But, yeah, you're able to resonate with a lot of different audience members that might themselves find themselves being, like, more on the timid side, I guess you could say. Well, yeah, I mean, for me personally, like, you know, the audiences, you know, throughout my TV career, I will open up more about my upbringing and past experiences. Because then, you know, when you hear and learn about that, you know, um, everything starts to make sense. But like for me personally, I, I don't like conflict. I don't, I don't feel like it's necessary for me to shout and all this stuff. However, you know, there are times where I am going to get involved. But yeah, it takes a lot to ruffle my feathers. And I don't like to go to that place, so I just keep it on a minimum. <laughs> Does Big T have any pet peeves, like, in her everyday-to-day -day life? Pet peeves? People who won't try new food. That really irritates me. Mm, like, I'm just like, ew, I'm not going to eat that snail. I'm like, why not? It doesn't oh, snail. God. <laughs> I, I don't know if we'd get along, then, because I, I'm very, like, when it comes to the seafood stuff like i kind of i'm a little more on the timider side i i stay away from like you know crab and lobster like that's kind of stuff i'm more like believe it or not i'm not a sushi guy either believe it or not yeah okay. Okay, so, so it's like sushi and shellfish okay i got you so 
mm -hmm. avoided that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to kind of talk about what you were doing in your time away, which you obviously, when you initially made that retirement post, you said that you were going to be stepping into culinary school. Is that correct? Yes. So, you know, I've always had a dream to be a chef or at least have the skill sets of a professional chef. And so I, you know, I just went for it. I applied for cooking school. Initially, they declined my application, which really broke my heart because I didn't have enough of the right paperwork. So I then I was like, no, I have to do this. Um, I reapplied. I think I was in yeah, I was in Los Angeles at the time. So the time difference was off. So I think it was yeah, very early in the morning. I got an acceptance letter, and it was just a dream come true, really. Mm. What What were you looking to do within? Did you want to be a chef? Is that what you had aspirations on? Yes, but like a private chef, not a chef in a restaurant, because that's slightly different um, environment-wise. But yes, just like to be a chef, to have that skill set, whether I want to open up my own restaurant or in culinary business, like that was the end goal. And also, I wanted to do something where I was using my skill set, like my talents, and to achieve something, to start something and finish something, mm -hmm. you know? Um, completing something it was very important to me because you know you know relating it back to the challenge I remember I had um, lies spies and allies and also double agents where I felt as if I was very close to almost getting to a final and having retired and not completed those that challenge experiences and going to it was just really eating me up inside so yeah so that was a really satisfying part of my chef experience to start to finish and to finish really well was this an aspiration of yours that you had maybe let's just even date it back to when you were like a child like growing up like did, was that the type of life that you envisioned like being in the uh culinary side of things absolutely like from a young age i like from probably six years old i've always been interested in cooking eating, <laughs> cooking, uh, being very experimental with food. So, yeah, it's an absolute dream of mine. I mean, I've never wanted to work in a restaurant, but I've always wanted to be within the culinary space. Um, so that's been really, really good. And, yeah, that's something that, like, I'm just trying to figure out where I belong in culinary spaces now that I have my degrees. So, yeah, so it's, it's a really interesting journey. Mm -hmm. And also, actually... I wanted to do something to unwind from being in such an intense environment like the challenge. So I thought, you know what, let me go to cooking school. It's going to be easy. Oh, my goodness. I was so wrong. It was the, one of the hardest things. I think definitely physically harder than the challenge. Definitely. Really? I had a lot more tears than on the wow. challenge. Yeah, because, yeah, because your blood, sweat, and tears early mornings, late nights, every single day, only one day off a week, being yelled at by the chefs. It's such an intense environment. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like, you know, there's cooking shows that people watch. It's like that times 100. <laughs> Listen, I obviously wasn't there, so I can't attest, but the way you just described it sounded a little bit like boot camp just for people that are looking to become chefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Don't even think about doing cooking school unless you're really passionate about it. Because, for instance, we started off as a class of, I think, 33. And I think only 15 of us graduated. Wow. Because well, people just drop off, drop off like flies, yeah. What is something that, because when you said it was harder than the challenge, I bet a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, oh, no way. Like, there's nothing that's going to be harder than the challenge. What is something, like, maybe that you experienced there 
like a task maybe that you were doing that you would like equate to being harder than like the challenge? I think, well, I think it's because you're consistently putting yourself under pressure every single day. Like when we're on the challenge and we're doing like daily challenges, like, you know, we'll be on a team or sometimes, sometimes as individual, whatever, like on cooking, in cooking school, at least twice a day, you're being judged on your dishes and you only have you and yourself to rely on and you put so much pressure on yourself. So I remember egg week was one of the worst weeks of my life. And I boiled an egg. <laughs> I can laugh now. I boiled an egg and it was, I boiled it, I think, for 30 seconds too long. So it wasn't correct runniness. I just cried my eyes out. I was like, I will never be a chef. I've done it all wrong. And so, yeah, I think it's just, just it's intense in a different way. And I guess you're in a, in a confined space as well. So, yeah, I think that mm -hmm. makes a yeah. Did, did you feel like your time away was needed at all? Like when you first, when you came off of, let's just say, Spies, Lies, and Allies, did you come out of that feeling like you needed a break? And it just so happened that the two things kind of came together? Absolutely. You know, I finished Lies, Spies, and Allies. I didn't feel as if it was a high. I, I didn't feel proud of my elimination performances. Um, yeah, I think I even said I was puzzle queen and I got eliminated in a puzzle which people remind me about my friends mm -hmm. <laughs> um but um yeah I think it was very much needed because I think you need to do something that you're good at and makes you happy every single day and you know I was starting to lose faith in myself so and you know people not wanting to be my partner and stuff like this you know you know you can only take so much. I was like, I need to take myself out of this environment because I stopped believing in myself. And when you stop believing in yourself, I think that's a very bad thing. So I was like, let me do something that I know that I'm good at. And yeah, so yeah, that was that reason. Well, it certainly seems like maybe your time spent in culinary school helped certainly boost you up a little bit because I personally, and I think maybe a lot of different fans would notice too, the difference and contrast like from season to season in terms of like you can almost just see it on an individual when they they start quote unquote feeling themselves it certainly feels like coming into this season that big t has certainly come into her own and i love how i'm speaking about you in third person point of view here but um <laughs> it, it certainly feels like you've definitely sort of found yourself like and i think definitely coming into this season especially with a lot of the names that you're so familiar with seeing each season, like without those like names here, it's almost become to the point now where like you're sort of viewed as like the figure point coming into this season. And I saw on Twitter too, like there was the screen grab of you delivering toast. Um, so yeah, it definitely. Did you feel like that coming into this? Like, did you feel like your confidence as opposed to other seasons um, is definitely higher? I would say, I wouldn't say that my confidence has changed um, levels because I feel as if I've always been a consistent amount, consistent with my confidence levels. But one thing I would say that has changed is I feel, I, each season, I feel more at home. I feel as if a sense of, do you know what, actually, maybe I do belong here and I am, and I am part of this. And so, yeah, each season I do feel, I guess, more welcomed. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah. So coming into this season, I felt as if it was going back to my family. I was like, this place now feels like home. And it's a very wonderful and a great feeling. Because, you know, I've, I've not, 
had a job which I returned to consistently and to, to have that I think is just really amazing and that comes from you know working with the same people cast members production and you know environments and TJ obviously so yeah it's just really nice I kind of want to hear a little bit more about your origin story. What what did coming into the the UK look like for you? Like, what did that process? Coming into the UK, well, you know, I didn't speak a word of English actually, and you know, I was a little girl who had only seen South Africa, Zambia, and Malawi, which are three countries in Central and Southern Africa, which are very close to each other. Um, I hadn't seen so many high-rise houses red double-decker buses it was it was a lot actually for me to take in and um i've never seen so many white people either i was just like <laughs> no one looks like me here like what's going on <laughs> and um yeah so, i mean unfortunately uh, after a couple of years of being in the uk i did lose my mother um my biological mother um so dealing with that grief from a young age, I think that really, like, obviously affects someone and shapes who you become as an adult. You know, in a way, you have to grow up quite quickly, um, dealing with grief. But, yeah, but, you know, it was, it was amazing. I remember my adopted mom being like, do you want to come to London? I was like, yes. <laughs> and I came to the UK, and, yeah, so this is home for me now. But, of course, Malawi and Africa has always been, like, where my heart is. Do you look back at your upbringing fondly at all? Absolutely, yes. I had I had a very um, charmed upbringing. You know, I feel very privileged and very grateful for the the life that my adopted parents provided for me. And you know, um, so I went to like beautiful schools. Um, I used to do ballet. I used to, I did ballet in the theatre when I was younger. I used to love horse riding and fencing. I was very good at fencing, which unfortunately oh, wow. has never come in handy in the challenge. But I was like <laughs> a champion fencer. Everyone's like, yeah, I did American football. I did this. I'm like, I fenced. <laughs> and I rode horses. <laughs> so somebody needs to call up whoever it may be, like the decision maker here, and let them know to have a uh, fencing elimination or something in... I would win that, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from what I've gathered, though, it seems like reality television and, like, reality shows over in the UK is, like, such a big thing. Is that a fair interpretation? Yeah, absolutely huge things. I think, was it, was Big Brother first aired in the UK, as well as Love Island? I think Love Island started off in the UK. Yeah. Just two huge shows. I mean, I think it's absolutely fabulous. I love watching like the original reality TV shows. I mean, in England, it is a massive deal. We have so many different ones. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you started out on Shipwrecked. Yes. So I started off in Shipwrecked. The revamp, Shipwrecked is a show that I used to watch as a, as a young child. And then they re revamped it. They redid it. And yes, yeah, so I was part of that season. And that was unbelievable because I think... Um, including production, Evan was really shocked at how much I adapted to being in the wild and the whole survival aspect of things, because I know I can come across it like a princess, but, you know, I'm also a tough cookie, as I said on the show. <laughs> did, did you show up to, like, an open casting audition, or did you submit something online? How did um, getting noticed for the process start? Yeah, so I got rejected off 
a show that I really wanted to do and I was like, oh, maybe television isn't for me and I was going to give up and a good friend of mine sent me an internet link to um, cast for Shipwreck. So I was like, mm, I'm not sure. But anyway, sent in my audition tape, um, which was very extra. <laughs> um, and then they just called me for an open audition and they had other people, potential cast members there. And I remember I was very hungover. I was wearing head to toe pink, pink handbag, pink fluffy heels and pink suit. And I had my, that was like my first audition talking to a producer. And it was, you know, much more emotional than I thought it was going to be. But like anyone looking to get into TV, I always say the biggest advice is just to be yourself because I was just unashamedly myself and it seemed to work out. <laughs> You drop you drop that little breadcrumb of being extra in the uh, audition video. I got I, you. Got to throw something at me here. What what was what? Is there anything off the top of your head that you could point to and be like, oh yeah, this is definitely something extra that I did. Um. Well, <laughs> I I had um a wig. I had like a long wig on, and I just took it off and I threw it, and I was just like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a moment. Yeah, that was pretty extra. <laughs> yeah, they definitely said, "All right, this we got to have her on." <laughs> definitely. <laughs> How has it been navigating online, like with social media, since getting into reality TV? Um, obviously, you did Shipwrecked, and that was a UK show. And then you did obviously now you're on the Challenge. How have you noticed, or just how has the overall experience been for you with navigating? Uh, social media when it comes to like you know fans and just the whole experience well I'm not that social media savvy like I look at some people my some of my friends like I mean I I, I know how to tweet but just about but um, this is actually quite a funny story so when the first episode aired of Shipwreck <laughs> my friends were like, you're trending on UK Twitter and I was like, oh my god I'm, I'm trending I'm, I'm I wasn't even watching the show. I didn't even have Twitter. So I get on my phone, I download Twitter, I make an account, and then I'm literally like searching my name and it's just like pages and pages of hate. And I was like, oh my God, I was not expecting this. But I didn't realize that people tend to go online not so much to be like, I love this person. Normally it's quite negative. And over the first couple of seconds, I was like, so upset I was mortified I was just like oh my god England hates me <laughs> but then I just thought it was quite funny I was just like you know what these people don't know me and I was being very extra on my first episode on purpose mm -hmm. I was being silly and I wanted to entertain myself and ruffle a few feathers um yeah and so then from that point actually I've never taken anything too too hard. seriously like I'm getting a lot of love or a lot of hate you know I think the most important thing is you know um for the people who know you you know when they tell you something about yourself you should listen but like you know I really do appreciate it when people are supportive and sending messages of love and so with navigating through that I do try to like reply to um messages of love as much as possible because I think there's a tendency for people to be more inclined to reply to negativity because they want to defend themselves. I think it's important to, you know, thank people for... I get very touched, I'm a bit emotional, but I do get very touched when somebody actually takes time out of their day just to be like, hey, I think for this, 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 and it's nice, positive things. It actually makes me so happy because 
I've had some moments where I've been feeling really low or tired or my self esteem has been a bit low, and I, I open this message, I'm just like, oh, that person's put a smile on my face. So it's nice. But yeah, yeah but in general, I do, I do try to stay off social media as much as I can. I think you almost have to if you're a television personality because, mm-hmm. like, if you if you get caught up, there's it's almost like a rabbit hole. Like, right? If you get caught up in that and like and just focus on let's just say only the negativity, it's gonna like hinder your every day to day life. You know, like if you're just constantly clouding your thoughts with like something that someone you've never met before thinks about you on on the internet then like it's kind of just about like separating the two like you said you know if this is someone i actually know what they say holds more weight to something negative that somebody i've never met does yeah absolutely because i've seen it with people who have receive a lot of negativity online and then I'll film another show or do a podcast with them and I've noticed a complete change in their character because they're trying to mold themselves to what the public what they think the public want them to be and that stuff like this makes me really sad but you know you have to remember I feel very blessed that I started doing television what well, mainstream television when I was 26 years old mm-hmm. so at 26 I, I knew who I was and I, I was accepting of who I am and find and at peace with it. So I think, you know, maybe if I was starting this journey when I was younger, like 18 or 19, I, I think I would find it. I'd have a different approach. So the, the after the fact, like of the show is never like, with social media has never affected you emotionally or mentally at all? No, no, only positively. Because honestly, I like block out the negative and I just appreciate the messages of love and those just really, really make me happy. Yeah, I mean, how could anybody hate on you anyway? You're one of the uh, <laughs> more, one of the more sweeter cast members. Um, but you. something that was sweet, and I think this is like one of the more highlighted um, dynamics of double agents, actually. And I, I loved seeing this unfold every week. Was when um, you and CT's dynamic with one another was something that I looked forward to each week. So I just wanted to ask simply, like, you know. Were there any like conversations that maybe you had with him like throughout that time, maybe that we didn't see, like either words of advice or just stuff that you like either take with you to just help you with the game or just anything that maybe even just stood out to you just as just the person to person dynamic with him? I think, I mean, hopefully you guys got to see this a lot, but um, he was just every, before every single daily, he was just there encouraging me so much and like. Um, oh, God, it's making me emotional. It's like, fam, you know, you only see, like, dad, like, supporting the kid, being like, come on, support, you've got this, and you can really can, and they're, like, really rooting for someone they care about. Like, it was kind of, like, that dynamic in a way. Like, he would just be there supporting me, and I see in his eyes, like, you know, keep calm, don't be scared, and those kind of moments, you know, those really, really touched me. And, he, and you know, because... It's CT, he's so strong and he's so brave. And then he's like paired with somebody who's like pretty much terrified of everything. <laughs> and um, there would be moments where like, I would take him by surprise when I do well and things and just see the shock in his face. But like, yeah, and he was always just very, very, um, very supportive. I and mean, we did have, I guess, moments that you probably didn't see. It's like, um, <laughs> well, he's very funny. And, you know, 
you know, I love to gossip. I like to gossip with him while I was like, you know, doing my pampering, my nails, my facials and stuff. And he would just like sit there and just, I don't know, just listen to whatever I've got to say and occasionally chime in. So those moments were really fun. <laughs> I'll never get over the scene when he's holding, I think it was the pillow, right? And then you were charging at him to prepare for hall brawl. Just <laughs> classic. <laughs> that was really fun. I loved that. Yeah, so when I lost that poor bro, I remember I just saw like sadness in his face and you know, that was really sad. I felt like I'd let him down, but you know, mm -hmm. it, is, it is unfortunately you win some and you lose some. So what did your preparation look like coming into the year? Like uh, year, I mean season. Um what did your preparation look like then? Did you you know, go approach anything differently, like with how you train. This current season. Yeah, this one. Um, just switching up my training. Just definitely switched up my training. I mean, I felt as if I was slightly behind because obviously cooking school, I did not have any time to train. So you know, the moment I got that call, I was just gym, 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 practice everything, and just learning from my past mistakes physically as a player. So I think. You can only progress if you learn from your mistakes. So I was focusing on that and trying to, you know, tailor that into coming into this season. Did you have any, like, conversations coming in, like, you know, like maybe with, like, Melissa or something about um, either working together or just, like, coming onto the show together? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I was so excited. I mean, the moment I found out that Melissa was going on, I was just like, it's game on. This is going to be the funnest season ever because I haven't done a season with Melissa since Total Madness. You know, I've only done one season with her and I missed her on past season. So I was so excited. We wanted to have matching outfits. We were like trying to come up with like a strategy coming into the season, but that always failed because you know, when us two girls link up together, we just drink and party together. <laughs> yeah. and, and, now, and now you two are doing a podcast. And now Melissa and I will be doing a podcast just because our conversations are just so funny and ridiculous. And so it's not just going to be centered on the challenge. I mean, obviously at the moment, because that's the biggest thing in our lives going on, we are going to be focusing on that. But it's going to be about lifestyle and just funny experiences, maybe some advice as well. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people would... Uh love to know like a day-to-day -day big t so listening on and following you on your podcast is certainly something that they might want to consider so anybody listening to this once uh, her podcast is out be sure to go check that out and um thank you for your time today this was a ton of fun i'm glad we got to connect and um you know if the screen grab of you giving the toast is any indicator of where this season might be going i think we're in for a uh, wild ride but uh thank you again big t Thank you so much for having me in your podcast. I really had fun. Bye-bye. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you, too. Bye. Okay, cool.